0: Turn up the volume, we're crossing live to the Sports Desk. What's fresh? What's making waves? Let's find out.
2: 11.28 here on SENZ and uh, I'm going to kick off the Sports Desk this morning, Louis, if I may, with uh, a score update from the elimination final of the Ford Trophy. This is being played, of course, at the University of Otago Oval in Dunedin as we'll uh, also host the grand final for the Halliburton-Johnson Trophy as well with uh, the uh, Otago Sparks hosting the Wellington Firebirds. And I can tell you the Volts, having been asked about first, are doing a mighty fine job of it. They are 70 for none after just 12.05 overs, with Georgeson on 43 and coming, Jacob coming, uh, the eldest of the two brothers. And yes, son of, uh, he's 23 not out. So what a start, a rollicking start for the Volts here at home. 70 for none. Louis, what do you got up your sleeve?
0: Well, I've got plenty Smithy. Um That's that's good to hear. The rollicking start for Otago. I'd love to see Otago do good. And isn't incredible? Craig Cumming. He, he's he's quite the humble man, isn't he? Because he doesn't ever try to take credit for his. Um, you know, he barely mentions his 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 boys, and he, he doesn't. I think it makes him a little bit uncomfortable. But they're quite a high achieving family down there, the the Cummings. So nice to see them absolutely doing doing good. Um, I've got you a little bit of audio, actually, Smithy, because, obviously, we have live cricket tonight here on SENZ, and Mitch Marsh. Now, you would have seen Mitch Marsh's acceptance speech for the Allen Border
2: Medal? Yep, very emotional and very funny at the same time, very well done, actually. I um, I didn't even, I. he wasn't in my favourite, I can't remember who my favourite was to win the AB Medal, Alan Border Medal. I, uh, maybe it was uh, Pat Cummins, I think. It was, after all, uh, the world cricketer of the year, but couldn't be the Australian one. Interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, well, that is, that is true. Look, uh, I mean, they probably, you know, there's always politics and in politics with these sorts of awards, but he was a very popular winner and obviously a popular family, a popular man, a quirky guy, huge, unbelievable-sized chest, he hits a big ball, and he played some very important innings for them. Um, his his knock in Perth was excruciating to watch the ending uh, of. Uh, when he What did he get out for? ninety? Was it Perth okay. or was it, it, might have been Perth, but
2: MCG missed out too, didn't he? 97 or 98 or something at Perth? Uh, at the MCG? Have, oh, look, I can't remember. Too, too much them. cricket.
0: Regardless, yeah. he's been given the, the skipper's arm back. And you probably did, not many people would have thought he was a natural captain, to be honest. Um, well, I certainly didn't. I was a bit shocked. But he's been given the skipper's armband. Good on him. And uh, I thought this was funny. He's looking forward to telling Pat Cummins what to do. It's great.
1: He's going to be slightly strange for you, Captain Pat, uh, given the role holding. I can't wait to tell him what to do. Um, I'm normally filling in for his press conferences when he's had enough. So um, I'll, I'll get him back at some stage. Yeah. Um, but I also just feel pretty lucky to have someone like Pat as another leader within our group to fall back on and um, the experience has we've got that will help me um, in certain times for our, our, this series. Um, yeah, I feel lucky to have those guys around me.
0: i tell you who else can hit a big ball, Spithy. That's Fidel. And as New Zealanders, we're obviously desperate to know what other people are thinking about us at all times. So uh, these were Mitch Marsh's thoughts on Fidel.
1: Biggest concern, I think they've got a few uh, very good players. Um, Finn is yeah an outstanding talent, and as we've seen, certainly his record over the past 12 months, um, and especially at home in New Zealand, he can take the game away from you in that power play. So, um, yeah, the onus is on us to try and uh, take a few wickets in the power play and put them on the back foot. But um, as I said before, they're
0: a very good team. Now, Finn Allen, we have all had turns at being a little bit critical of, Um, especially going back to the start of the summer just didn't really feel like he was applying himself but I don't know how much you you would have seen because you were in Australia but the Pakistan series seemed like a real turning point for him and he had the innings in particular at University Oval down there which was record-breaking and he had some pretty interesting comments to actually Craig McMillan I saw where he he just spoke about how much time Gary had steered had spent with him, making sure he watched the ball and stayed straight and kind of just focused and focus and focus. you know, the mental side of it. And you just kind of wondered if maybe it was starting to fall in place for Finn Allen. Uh, are you at a point now with Finn Allen-Smithy where you, you trust him a little bit more or do you still need to see it for a longer period of time? Where are you at with Finn Allen?
2: I need to see it more consistently. I need him to be a 50% come off. I mean, I know he's a, an aggressive player, but I, I want to see him more 50%. So five out of 10, I'll give him five failures and 10 bats because of the way he plays, but when he, I need to, to see five conclusive performances which influence a match before I'll say he should be cemented in the role. Uh, I think it's fair to say they've erred on the um, positive side when they they hung their hook on him being our World Cup hope for the 50-over game because, of course, in the end, they couldn't even pick him to go there. So that I think that was a mistake, putting that much on his reputation more than anything else but I, I look I, I just need to see it more consistently if uh, over these, if he comes off in two of these three games then that's very very cool and, and I, look he's undoubtedly a terrific striker and a, a, a real talent which we don't have that much of in this country of, of his ilk um, and if we're to do well in a, in a World Cup then a Finn Allen type player is a must at the top of the order so I wish him all the best
0: Yep, exciting. Gives another chance tonight and then um, this weekend as well. Uh, Mitch Santner, he's got the armband for the Black Caps. So that shows you how, how, and you know, and I kind of explained this a couple of weeks ago. It might have even been last week when we talk about guys' reputations within groups. And people being shocked and there's you know he's a very I don't know if you've felt this in your commentaries somebody, he's a very vexed character I've learnt Mitch Santner between the, the fan base of New Zealand cricket but they have always got a fairly high opinion of him inside their group and he spoke about the secret in his opinion to beating the Australians
1: when you play the Aussies what's often
0: the secret to beating them I guess to see done Dunbar yeah, have you got something for me? <laughs> um, nah, well, we know, you know, you know. looking at their squad at the moment, they're a very, very good team. Um, you know, all bases covered, and, and we just kind of got to do our thing, got our plans in place. Obviously, the pitchers, you know, the, the team who can kind of adapt quickly to the surfaces, the different ground dimensions here, obviously, play a part. Um, you know, at the stadium, it's obviously bigger, straight, smaller, square, so that kind of dictates where you bowl a little bit, and then it kind of flips around when you get to Eden Park, so... You know, there's a lot of scouting and, and stuff that goes into um, into this, but, you know, I think playing the dimensions and the surface, um, you know, is pretty key when you, when it comes down to it in the end. So how much does home field advantage at the cake tin, we, as you pointed out last hour, it's just a drop in, how much does that come into it against an Australian side and then Eden Park? Is that enough to give us... I mean, obviously, we're not going to be favourites. Oh, I would doubt and probably maybe the first two, if we smash them in both of them, maybe by the third. What does home field advantage at Sky Stadium and and Eden Park actually do?
2: Um, well, Eden Park has always been a bit of a mecca for us and we've pulled off some great, um, I think, underdog performances with cricket at Eden Park. So I think we've got that in our favour. We just seem to play well here. Uh, I don't think it's a dimension thing, to be too honest there. I just think it's horses for courses type place for us and we just lift ourselves there. So I'm expecting pretty good things there. The stadium, I don't really see a New Zealand advantage at the stadium. I don't think we play there often enough, Louis, and I've had a history there of being that all that ultra successful there to the point where we're, we're that comfortable. And and it's what home advantage means, being very comfortable in your surroundings and comfortable in the conditions and sometimes brilliance and and power can uh, negate those sorts of things and that's where I see the the danger of, of the Australian side here um, but uh, you know we've had some interesting uh, texts in this morning and on the Santner one, Maggie's come in with a, a very interesting one, I'm not quite sure I know the answer to this Maggie and I should, uh, thanks so much to you and the team for the brilliant test commentaries, I'm no technical expert but is it possible to have a, a basic explanation as to why Santner is suitable for white and not red ball cricket uh, it seems such a basic question, Maggie, but I'm not quite sure I can find the answer for you. I I think he just doesn't over has hit a, a history up until now of not spinning the ball enough uh, in Test cricket. And spinners generally have to spin the ball uh, to become effective over a long period of time, so you can set attacks and set plans for them. Uh, that would be my only answer. He has not been penetrating enough for red ball cricket. White ball cricket, uh, you don't have to be so penetrating. You don't have to go looking for wickets. If you're tight enough, uh, you are you are exerting pressure on a batsman, which means he has to change. He has to do something. And by doing that, that opens up an avenue to get him out and take a risk. So that's the way I would do it. In test cricket, you don't have to take risks as quickly or really that often because uh, the game lasts so long uh, that you can you can stretch your level of patience out. And that's basically, I think, why... At this point anyway, Mitchell Santner has not been that successful in red ball cricket. 10.38, let's take a break here on SENZ.